0: Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend.
1: That's right, it's Everybody's Friend, the weekly Comic Web old-time radio podcast. The Comic Web sells all of the old-time radio programs heard on our podcasts, as well as comic books and more. Check out our other podcasts. One is of the Superman radio program, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie Cliffhanger serials. Go to our website, comicweb.com, for information on how to get them, or type the word Comic Web into iTunes, and they'll pop up. This week, we have an episode of Calling All Cars from 1938 called The Greasy Trail.
0: Calling All Cars, a copyrighted program transcribed and dedicated to the prevention of crime. Calling all cars, tension all cars, broadcast 236. Cooperate with Narcotic Squad in making arrests. That is all. Gordon. a case breaks on which it is necessary for an officer to work without the knowledge of the members of his own department. He even has to leave the matter of making arrests to other persons in order that he may be left free to work out more intricate details of the case. This is a story of how operatives of the narcotic squad working completely in the dark uncovered the source of supply of dope that had been eluding police for months. The control of the drug traffic is one of the most dangerous of law enforcement jobs. However, we shall not try to paint heroes, but shall simply tell a true story from authenticated police records, the case of the Greasy Trail. In one of the residential sections of the city, two members of the police narcotic squad stand watching a house. Impatiently, they wait for a woman to leave the doorway across the street. What's going on in there, Eddie? She's been gone over an hour. Yeah, be patient, Pat. Patience is a virtue. I wish you'd explain that to my corns. But if what you say about that guy is on the level, we ought to oh, be in. Oh, quit there. worrying. Madge'll take care of herself. I know that. But suppose he tries he to He won't. He's not a fool. I was only thinking. Ah, oh, but... there she comes. <laughs> you can stop thinking now. She seems to be all right. Of course she's all right. Come on, let's go to drive around the block and pick us up on Las Palmas Street if the coast is clear. All right. Say, Eddie, I've been thinking. What, again? No, it's the same thing. But they didn't get a chance to finish it. Suppose this doctor so-and-so does what you expect him to do. What does that make us, or, or him? It makes us conscious we're on the right trail. And it eventually may make him occupy a little stone room with only one window instead of that palatial house. Right, here we are. Here's Las Palmas. We'll turn this corner. There's nobody in sight. Not as far as we can see at any rate, and we'll hope for the best. You know, the boys connected with this business have very nervous fingers. They shoot first and talk afterwards. Well, maybe we'd better just skip it. I'm enjoying a pretty good constitution, and I'd like to go on enjoying it a little way longer. Right. Here comes Madge. We'll talk the matter over. I still have a very fine regard for my constitution. I think sort oh. of will of it. Will. <laughs> Taxi captain. Oh yes, uh, don't mind if I do. May I bring my friend?
2: By all means. Three can ride as cheaply as
0: two. Well, no. This is an honor I never expected. I'll get in and express your appreciation by a big chunk of silence. I'll close the door. Well, how's the neurosis?
2: Oh, it's just dandy. But that isn't the half of it. If I could remember all the big medical words, you'd be surprised to discover the sort of person I am.
0: Spots before the eyes, I suppose, and a ringing noise in the head. Huh? Well, I had an uncle in Ireland that used to see spots in front of his eyes.
2: They I remembered my mother telling uh, me... Never mind
0: the symptoms, Pat. Go ahead, manager. What did he recommend?
2: Well, he gave me a prescription and a few pills he brought me a glass of water and told me to take one of the pills there. You didn't, did you? No, boy. I switched it in a hurry. Oh, uh, here's the prescription. What is it? Oh, something to calm my, or rather, uh, Miss Blackwell's neurosis if she can't sleep at night. Hmm.
0: This prescription would calm most anything. Well, Dr. Bruce, you finally made a mistake. <laughs> gentlemen, a condition exists in this city that should not be tolerated under any civilization. A nauseous serpent of inconceivable destruction has wormed its way into our homes, our high schools, our universities. And, gentlemen, with your help, I am going to stamp it out. (laughs) My duty to the community demands that I exercise constant vigilance in the control of the world's most ferocious evil. And that evil, my friends, is the traffic in dope poison. We've handled it with kid gloves. We've been afraid to face it because it isn't nice, because we don't like to think it's real. But it is, and you can depend upon me as president of this league to do my duty, yes, and more than my duty, to smash these vicious criminals who contribute to the cause of human demoralization. I thank you. Uh, Well, that was a great speech. You're a man after my own heart. Thank you, Captain Chitwood. I feel the time has come when everyone must take up arms against such villainy. You're absolutely right. And speaking from my official capacity, I want you to know you can depend upon every cooperation from the police department. Thank you. Tommy, lock the door. Okay, squint. Wait, somebody's coming in, Sprint? Not especially. I just want to be sure the wrong guy don't get out. What's your idea of a wrong guy? Well, anybody that might like to do a little business with the cops, for example. Oh, I see. Somebody been double-crossing you, Sprint? Yeah. Somebody's been trying to double-cross me. Who was it? Do you know? I don't know who is, but the guy looks an awful lot like you. Like me? It's bad, ain't it? Yeah, it's too bad. Well, are you ready? Ready? sure. Okay. Somebody tipped the cops who's was going to move some stuff tonight. They got the tip yesterday at 2 o'clock, and at that time there was only three guys that knew about it. Buddy, myself, and you. And you think that I'm the guy? I don't have to think. I got the tip right back again. Buddy hadn't been out of my sight, and the guy that tipped me to the tip-off described you. Now, what do you think? Well... I think there's only one thing to do with it. Right. Man, that's how we handle coppers. The faster they tip, the faster they get tipped. All right, now pay attention, you two. Yes, a single misstep is liable to be very hard on you. Dr. Bruce must have some way of turning his patients over to a regular dope peddler when he thinks they're ready. And that's the first step. Say, Eddie... What I can't understand is, how do you know all this about that doctor, Guy? Maybe he's on the level. All oh, rats. Madge is as perfect a specimen of physical health as anyone has ever seen.
2: See here, Captain. I object to being called a specimen. <laughs>
0: all right. An example.
2: An example is better.
0: Why, a first-year medical student would have pronounced you perfect. Besides that, only a short time ago, a prominent man in the city brought charges against Bruce, claiming the doctor had given his wife dope. What
2: did they do about it?
0: Dr. Bruce swore it was a frame-up. He only prescribed what he considered necessary. And then the case was suddenly and uh, mysteriously dropped.
2: Then you think you'll find some way of sending me to an ordinary dope peddler after a while. And that'll be our man, eh?
0: Oh, no. That'll be the man we'll leave strictly alone until he leads us to the top of the ladder, to the brains behind this dope ring, who, for all we know, may be none other than Dr. Bruce himself. Well, the more I think of this, Eddie, the more I think it would be a good idea to just skip it. Yeah, that's just the trouble. Too many people are doing that already. Now, Madge, I don't suppose he has the faintest suspicion you're not Beth Blackwell?
2: Mm, No, I'm sure he hasn't. He's questioned me about my family, that is, Beth's family, but I know more about her relatives than she does, so he's quite satisfied.
0: That's good. Of course, it would be fatal to our plans if he discovered who you really are. Mm,
2: I don't suppose it would do little Madge any good. No, miss. It might be hard on the Constitution. (laughs)
0: You're coming along splendidly, Mr. Blackwell. I see a definite capillary reaction. A few more weeks, and I think we can consider you well on the road to recovery.
2: Thank you, Dr. Bruce. I can't tell you how grateful I am.
0: I'll give you another prescription. Take it the same as before.
2: Oh, I was hoping you would. That medicine has meant so much to me. <laughs> All kinds of news, Eddie. I've discovered where and how to get the dope. Good. Where? At a nightclub called the 810. How'd you find out? Two patients in Bruce's office were talking. They spoke in whispers, but loud enough for me to hear. Mm-hmm.
0: Men or women? Women.
2: They get it from a perfume vendor in the ladies' dressing room.
0: Fine. Looks like our next stop is the uh, 810 nightclub. Come on. It's out at 10,500 F. month <laughs> uh, You're changed, sir. Hmm? Oh, thank you. Thank you. There you are. Thank you, Enjoy the dinner?
2: Yes, but let's get out of here.
0: Uh, where did we park? You remember, Madge?
2: Yes, right around the corner. Oh,
0: that's right, we did. Well?
2: Well, Captain, here's the stuff. you want it now, or will you wait until you get home? No,
0: keep it for a souvenir. Hold it until we get in the car.
2: Whoever thought up that appliance used a certain amount of misguided intelligence. It's just what the doctor ordered without the formality of a doctor's prescription.
0: Mm -hmm. How's it operate?
2: Well, the perfume dispenser is on the wall, which I would say is between the dressing room and the kitchen. A sign is pasted on it which reads out of order. (laughs) An
0: ironical comparison, (laughs) ma'am.
2: Yes, but all you have to do is drop a five-dollar bill down a little slot on top of the machine, then put a dime in the regular coin slot. And lo and behold, the out-of-order machine works. Uh
0: And I imagine they can see you, but of course you can't see who's operating the machine.
2: That's it, exactly.
0: Here's the car. Well, may I have the pleasure of driving you home, Miss uh, Weber?
2: You may have the pleasure of driving me, but if there's going to be any excitement, you're certainly not going to drive me home.
0: (laughs) Well, there'll be no more excitement tonight. I don't think it'd do us any good to go back there and locate the passage to the wall behind that machine. We wouldn't find anybody and we'd only get ourselves shot at the sauce.
2: Of course, the real truth of the matter is that the heroin is not in the machine. The man who gets the five pushes out the dope after you put the dime in and turn the handle.
0: And what's the dime for? Well,
2: I don't know. Overhead, probably.
0: Smart idea, but unfortunately, crooks have no monopoly on ideas. In about 24 hours, the dope seller will be uncovered to us as completely as though he wore a sign which read... I'm the man who sells the dope. And from then on, we should get some action. And the lad says to me, Uncle, Uncle, will you have another pick-me-up? And me Uncle says, thank you, I don't care if I do. And the lad said to me, Uncle... Oh, Dad, Pat, Pat, did that go on and on and on? No, there was only six pick-me-ups. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold a minute. There comes another car. Let me look through them glasses for a while. Would you know what you were looking for if you didn't? Sure. I'd be looking for the lad that sells the dope at that joint across the street. Mm-hmm. Would you know him, Kisan? No. <laughs> Better let me keep the glasses. Okay. So my uncle was feeling a little dizzy by this time. And he went out and got into his buggy and started to drive wait a home. Minute, wait a minute. There's a V8 oh. partner across the street. And it looks to me like... Yeah. that we've got him. It's our friend, the dope seller. How in blazes can you tell? Never mind. That's our man, all right. Come on. You got that can of oil? Sure, I got it. Okay, here we go. Well, how about me poor uncle? Tell me on the way what happened to him. Well, the constable says to him, what's your name? My uncle says, well, says my uncle, if my name's Michael Gilhooley, I've lost a darn good horse. And if it ain't, I found a pretty buggy. <laughs> yeah, this is the car, Pat. You get a good break, too. Another car is parked right behind it. That'll give me a chance Make it snappy, Eddie. Suppose that lad forgot something and comes out again. Oh, take me a second. You stand right here and warn me if you see anyone coming. I'm gonna tie this can of oil in here. Put a cork in the hole in the can, tie a string to the cork, and there we are. Right. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty spot in Ireland. Oh, that's too high. There's a pretty spot in Oh, hurry up, Eddie, before they run out of spots. There's a pretty spot. Here we are. That's done. Now, there's nothing to do but go back across the street and wait until Mr. Dope Seller goes home. Why do we have to follow that car on foot? Well, it's much safer, Pat. Uh, Suppose we followed in our car and suddenly we came upon the car we were following. It might make him suspicious and that's the last thing in the world we want to do. He turned this corner, sir. Here goes the trail of oil. Hey, talk about leaving a trail. Boy, that's what I call fun. I hope he gets where he's going before that oil gives out. Ah, oh, that's tough stuff. The way you tied that cannon between the frame, it shouldn't give out until long after my feet do For the love of Mike Chitwood, this guy must live in China. You've got some good ideas you have with my feet, don't think so. <laughs> ah, yeah, cheer up, Pat. It looks to me like a great neighborhood for a dope smuggler's hangout. It sure looks like something. Ramshackled buildings, dark alleys, deserted factories. Wait a minute. The oil's getting very faint. Uh-huh. What is it? He turned in this driveway. I don't look. Keep going straight ahead. Nothing but a driveway between two empty buildings. My guess is that somewhere in those empty buildings... we'll find some pretty fair living quarters. And probably a fortune in dope. Are we going in now? No. Too near daylight. Anyhow, we need some of the boys for this job. And a couple of machine guns, if you was to ask me. Nothing of the gun. We're looking for some more important men than we'll find in there. So we'll use brains instead of bullets. Tomorrow night, we'll come back and put a dictaphone in that empty building... Uh, Or get shot. Well, personally, I'm in favor of the dictaphone. A hot foot bath and a box of corn plasters.
2: Good evening, Miss Blackwell. Oh, good evening. Is Dr. Bruce here? No, not right now. But he said to tell you he wanted to see you. He wanted to see me? Yes. And if you came while he was out, to ask you to wait. Just have a chair. Thank you. A magazine? Uh, no, 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 thanks. I'll just wait. Would you excuse me? I have to sterilize some instruments. Of course. Oh, the doctor is anxious to see me. Oh, oh, Dr. Bruce. Uh,
0: Miss Blackwell, how do you do? Uh, not leaving, were you?
2: Oh, just for a few minutes. The nurse wasn't sure how soon you'd be back. Well,
0: it seems I've arrived just in time. I'll be seated a minute. I'll be right with you. I have to make a phone call. Well, of
2: course, Doctor.
0: I'll be only a moment. Meantime, Chitwood and his assistant are listening on a dictaphone planted in the empty building. Two twenty-seven Sherman. To get that back? Yes, sir. I got you down here, sir. Now, listen. Are those cellophane capsules ready?
1: Yeah.
0: And from now on, the boys keep a smaller supply on hand, see? And when you deliver the capsules, explain how to use them. They'll fit in the partitions of a regular ice tray. They're waterproof, so all they do is pour water on top of them and freeze them.
2: Well, gig, Squint. did you think of that yourself?
0: Of course. Ellen. Yeah? Go ahead, Dr. Bruce. Bruce. Now she is, huh? In your office? Is that the dame that told you she was Beth Blackwell? That's mad she's talking about. It. Well, I'll be right over. Don't let her get away. Holy mackerel, she's in that doctor's office. No talk, Pat. Action. Gather up those notes and let's go. We've got to get to the doctor's place ahead of that mob. Come on. Doc heard that. He'll think it's squint. Come on. I'll ring the bell. If they don't answer in about two seconds, we'll kick down the door. I hope everything's all right, Of course everything's all right. They're expecting squint, aren't they? Quick, quick. Someone's coming.
2: Good evening.
0: (laughs) Nice work, Pat. Don't let go of her for a minute. I won't, you know. Get him up, Dr. Bruce. Hurry up. I've get a word out of you. Get out of here, you. Oh,
2: please, please, don't Get you. out of here, I said, and hurry. Yes, yes, sir.
0: Okay, Bruce, into that next room. Now, what's the meaning no of... No talk, that? I said move. Oh, all right. looking straight ahead. Put your hands behind you. That's it. You'll pardon the handcuffs out here, yeah? just to make sure you stay put. If you want to move, you'll have to drag this cabinet with you. And if you make a sound, I'll come back here and shoot you. Oh, uh, police department?
2: The nurse is tied up, Captain. Pat's parking her upstairs.
0: How are you doing? Yes, well, if I can never get the police department on this phone.
2: Maybe they don't stay up this late at no, night. wait a
0: minute. Uh, hello. Uh, police department. Oh, uh, this is Dr. Bruce's residence. Uh, lately, I've been annoyed by a gangster named Squint. Yes, he's been trying to get money from him. That's right. Well, he just phoned me he was on his way up here. Yes, will you send me some protection? Please, in a hurry. I, I'm afraid he's going to kill me.
2: Nice work, Captain. But why didn't you tell them who you were?
0: <laughs> I'm supposed to be out of town. Somebody might be listening anyway. All right, we'll take the back way out to avoid any chance of running into Squid or the police. Come on, let's get out of here. Bruce, Bruce, where are you? Hey, Bruce, what's it all about? Uh, oh, there you are. Yes, here I am. Now, where's the dame he was telling me about? She's gone. Gone? What do you mean? Scream? you've got to believe me. She was sitting here with me when a man entered wearing a mask. I couldn't see his face. He forced me to my laboratory here, handcuffed me to the cabinet. So you ain't been sniffing that stuff yourself, have you? It's the truth. Just before you came in, both of them ran out. Wait a minute, Bruce. You're drunk or something. I might go for the first part of your story, but that running out stuff, I don't believe that. Get him up, straight. <laughs> you got you covered plenty. Oh, yeah. A lot of good it'll do you. Are uh, you, Dr. Bruce? Yes, why? You the man at the phone police headquarters that a gangster named Squint was bothering you? Well, he won't bother you anymore for a while. You dirty double-crossing rat. So that's how it is, is it? Quiet down, Squint. You don't mean nothing to me, cop Robbie, out in a half hour. What's you, Dr. Bruce? Come I'll on, get... come on. Save your breath. You'll need it. <laughs> You know, Madge, Eddie just about gave me heart failure by not telling me that he knew you was going to that Bruce guy's house. (laughs) That's just an oversight, I assure you.
2: You were eight seconds late, Eddie. You told me if you weren't there in 13 minutes, I was to go. And you arrived in 13 minutes and eight seconds.
0: Ah, you took an awful chance, Eddie. Supposing that doctor had called some other gang.
2: Well, in that case, poor Dr. Bruce would have been compelled to let me out or... I would have obeyed Eddie's order and shot one of his ears
0: off. Oh, which he <laughs> The one in the middle. <laughs> well, about now, our plan worked out all right. Dr. Bruce and Squint are on their way to jail.
2: What's on the program now, Eddie?
0: We're going back to their headquarters where I have a little job to do. Then you've got to get on the DA's trail and stick right to him until we find out who gets Squint out. The man that does that will be worth our time and attention.
2: It will probably be some crooked lawyer who'll never let anybody know the man behind it.
0: In that case, I have another plan. The general roundup will come sometime tomorrow.
2: Then the next stop is the warehouse.
0: That's right. The next stop is the warehouse. Turn on the phone pad. See if there's any sign of life in there. Okay. I
2: never heard one of those things operate. Yes,
0: ma'am. No. Nobody home, I guess. Well, it will be now as any time. The gang that went with Squint is liable to be back any minute. Pat, you cover the front of the building. Madge, watch the rear. I'm going in to see if Squint left his payoff money there. That's going to be the trap, the money.
2: Do you think it's safe to go alone, Eddie?
0: Much safer than leaving part of this building uncovered. Well, let's go and get it over with. Way. Come on. Did you make it? Yeah, come on, Pat. I'm coming. The trap is set. If the mouse tries to take a bite of it, he'll wake up with an awful pain in the neck. Chitwood, I've called to congratulate you and congratulate the police department upon the successful roundup of that gang of dope peddlers. Well, thank you, Mr. Britton. Mm-hmm. That speech you made at the banquet certainly was an inspiration to me. I'm very happy. The other members of the League join me in extending our best wishes. Have you sufficient evidence to successfully prosecute these men? Uh, yes. Plenty of evidence, Mr. Britton. That's very good. Very good indeed. I've heard it said it was very difficult to prove anything against that type of criminal. It has been at times. Principally because some p- person of position has been accepting money from them for protection. That is what I would call positively outrageous. Um, how did you find out so much about them, Chetwood? How were you able to make such a complete roundup? It started when we discovered dope was being sold at the 810 nightclub. Although no one saw the man who sold it, one of my detectives made a payment with a $5 bill, which had been treated with a violent irritant. Violent irritant? Yes, a bacteria, in other words. The dope seller showed up the following night with a bandaged hand. By following him, my agent learned a sum of money was to be paid to the man who was giving them protection. Beautiful work, Chetwood. My agent then put a package of the chemically treated money in place of the money Squint had prepared for the payment. Yes. By now, the uh, man who received that money has a slight irritation on his hands. Within 24 hours, it will be absorbed by the bloodstream. In seven days. Unless he can discover the proper method of counteracting it, it will mean death. Death. Yes, Mr. Britton. Death. Death. In seven days. In seven days. Oh, I uh, see you're scratching your hands now, Mr. Britton. If your hands itch now, think what it will be when the poison goes through your entire system. You're kidding. Oh, you think so? Take a look at your hands, Britton. You can't get away with this. It's murder. What was that squintfold pulled one of our men? I didn't have anything to do with that killing. That's your story. But we think we can prove you did. Anyway, that's the charge. Let's see you uh, spring yourself out of that. In just a moment, you will hear the conclusion of our drama. deceived by Chitwood's bluff. The fear of death unnerved him. It was impossible to prove Britain's connection with the murder of the undercover operator, but he was tried and sentenced for his part in the dope-selling racket, as were the doctor and the other men involved. All are now learning to their sorrow that crime does not pay. All cars, tension all cars, cancellation on broadcast 236. Suspects now in custody. That is all. Gordon.